Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rockley Podcast. As I'm sure Frank noticed right away, my energy level switches completely on a dime when I have to do the intro. Maybe because I've done it hundreds of times. I'm your host, Lazira. I'm joined by Frank. How's it going, Frank? It's going good, man. And I am joined by Tim. How's it going, Tim? It is. It's going well, Lazira. It is going well. It's going well. That's good. It's good to hear because uh, Tim, we only you know you've you've punched a one-two ticket on our show. Uh, it seems uh, so. That's that's your preview for next week. Tim will be on back uh, next week, but uh, yeah, Tim, Tim, you know we've talked we've joked about producer Tim for a while now, um, <laughs> and yeah, that is officially your title now. You're producer Tim. You're no longer Tim. You're no longer relentless. You're just producer Tim. Um, but uh, we've we've got the one-two of uh, you know topics that we'd like to discuss. And uh, we've brought you on. We've also brought Frank on. Uh, the only thing that the two of you have in common. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm the like. Only thing, the only out of everything in the world. Yeah, 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 you've yeah. never both One played Rocket League. We've compared so everything and this is it. This is it. Your your personalities like boil down <laughs> to this one aspect. No, um, they both play Rock League, uh, so that's really the why they're on the show. No, uh, the why they're on this show specifically. All right, has little to do with the Rock League play, although it does have to do with that as well. Okay, this is still a Rock League episode, but I think this is going to be a very useful episode, especially for some of our younger listeners, or for some of our older listeners who'd like to laugh at. Uh, these topics and uh, reminiscing about the past but what we're talking about specifically is parenting in relation to video games and a little bit with rock league specific so it's going to be kind of a mix of both those things and i think it is going to be really relevant um to uh rock league uh, because i think rock league actually has a little bit of a leg up in some way and, and i'll get to that in a moment um but uh frank and tim uh, you know as as you know parents uh you know secrets out um the the thing that i would like to start talking about is when you initially started thinking about like you know because you both play video games yourselves right when you started thinking about um how you would uh parent in relation to video games what were kind of some of the first things that kind of came to your mind maybe we'll start with frank on this one here um mainly i just i tried to think about my childhood and what it was like for me growing up being a gamer and not necessarily being allowed to game which was uh, rough. Uh, so, like, just real quick, my my parents were pretty strict, and my first console was just a Game Boy Advance, or not a Game Boy, a Game Boy Color, and then I got an Advance, and then I got a PlayStation Two, and that was it. I didn't have, you know, like, I didn't do computer gaming, I didn't do anything else. All of my like modern gaming came through my cousin's house, and they had everything. So, whenever they got a new Pokemon game, his mom would get two, and I'd get one. So. <clears throat> They really supplied everything. And then, you know, doing anything else, you know, like World of Warcraft and stuff like that, I had to go to his house to do that. Whenever he came over to my house, we would run in the woods or do something like that. But we didn't really have much opportunity to do anything, really. So mm. I kind of approached it from like, this would be really nice. Um, and But there was also a little bit where it was like, well, no, I had a good childhood. So 
maybe he shouldn't be able to game so much or whatever. But, you know, I was also coming in to the relationship a bit different. Um, My child is, you know, my wife is older than me and she had already had him. So whenever we got together, he was, you know, I'm coming in from the outside. So whatever she wants to do with him, that's fine. So she was already pretty cool with gaming. My brother-in-law is a big gamer. Um, and you know, I would just try to fit into that model. And what ended up happening was she would start to defer to me as the, you know, the gamer in the house, whenever she didn't know what a, you know, specific title was or Mm. stuff like that. So she would be like, Hey, is this an okay game for him to play? And, you know, I would say, uh, yeah, probably, or definitely not, you know, depending on the content. And so eventually I became kind of the arbiter of yes and no. And, uh, over time that has continued. Um, I, I can't, I have to stop myself here. I have to stop myself here, but you said arbiter and I, I just, there's a halo (laughs) joke in there somewhere. Um, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, but no, I I think, I think that's actually a really great point to start us off with. Right. Cause, um, I think the one thing that maybe, you know, the two of you have on a lot of, of shall we say you know some of our own upbringing like comparing it versus our parents is, is actually the knowledge of what it is what it isn't right i don't think any of us um think that you know having your kid play like 10 hours of video games a day is, is healthy in any way like I, I don't think that's that's in our minds right but it's it's kind of this knowledge that you know maybe there's a balance or maybe specifically um it's what kind of games are they playing right um yeah what are some of the purposes uh I just I want to stop it here because maybe Tim can do a little bit of introduction of kind of his approach kind of going into this. Um, yeah. And if he has any backstories, you know, from when he was younger, he wants to share, then feel free as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to have the extensive background on the actual parenting side of things that Frank is just because I don't have <laughs> mine is not old enough that it's an issue as of yet. So, so perhaps not, you're not, thinking of it. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, no, it's a future plan. And it's something me, me and my wife talk about pretty extensively of what the plan is. Now, whatever deviations come aside, we'll, we'll kind of figure that out as it happens. Um, but so my, my upbringing, um, I'm kind of middle ground on gaming. So I had stuff like the Nintendo 64 and then the Xbox. And like, those were my main games. I think I had a Game Boy, um, Game Boy Advance in there somewhere. Um, and that was pretty much my my extensive gaming as a, um, you know, single digit and then teenage years. And I didn't get really, like, I enjoyed gaming like most kids do, but I wouldn't, I'd say I got heavily invested to a certain degree around 18, 19 years old uh, when I got, when I had a job and I had disposable income and i could buy my own xbox 360 and that was what allowed me to actually like really get into uh, any kind of extensive gaming so um got my own xbox 360 and then in the army um you have there's pretty much like three avenues that you can take in the army with your free time you can drink heavily you can um go to the gym heavily or you can video game heavily or, well, I was in Alaska. So you could also like go hunting and stuff, um, camping, hunting, that kind of thing. And so I would go to the gym and I would video game. I didn't, I wasn't really like a go out to the bar and drink heavily type of person by comparison in the army, because you drink so excessively just as a standard, uh, (laughs) 
Like, okay. like my All comparison, right. my comparison of, <laughs> of, of doing that in a more minor way is still more than somebody probably should. Um, but it, but I like, that's where my gaming really getting into it kind of came from. Um, and that was well before I met my wife. So I, did, I had all the free time in the world to, to game at that point. And so that's where I got into stuff like um, any of the RPGs like Mass Effect and Destiny and all of those. And that's where I, sp- I spent most of my time at that point. Um, now, my viewpoint when it comes to parenting around gaming and, and something that we're going to kind of put into place uh, as they get older will be... It's built around the fear of I don't want my child to end up like my younger brother, where mm-hmm. his entire his entire life and personality kind of revolves around video games to an unhealthy degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're planning on different ways to allow them to explore their interests, but not overindulge. Mm-hmm. So... Um, stuff like limiting screen time, not going to give them their own own stuff like phones or tablets. They're going to have games and everything on them. Um, they'll be able to play as they get a little bit older, but it'll be very limited in scope um, because we think there's other healthier ways for them to wind down or um, unwind from the day than video games. Like there's all kinds of outdoor activities, athletic type of activities. And that's what we're going to try and focus on with a little bit of gaming. Cause I can't be a hundred percent a hypocrite of, I spent all my time gaming that of my free time gaming that I could before you were born. And now you don't get it because I don't want you to. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not fair. Um, and so it, it's trying to find that healthy middle ground. And I think that's what we're in the, the planning stages of. Yeah. And I, I think, um, because one of my you know some of my earliest memories was always going to like the friend's house that had all the you know the new actually you know first to get high speed internet in our neighborhood right or um first to first to get a x you know you know have, have all the newest xbox games and stuff right playing playing cod playing playing halo and stuff like that but um and that, to me that was always fun but i think what i realized later on is i mean i don't know if it was necessarily a negative but it was definitely a little weird that like perhaps some of the association of going to hang out at their house is always associated with like, Oh, there's like a video game that I'd never be able to play that I could play over there. You know, uh, you know, uh, my parents probably wouldn't want me playing COD and stuff. And, um, I, I remember borrowing COD for the Wii <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, prestiging on Wii COD with like all the glitches. Ah, that's a, that's a, that was a hilarious game. You could like get under the map and you could get like uh, you know, seven kill streak and, and whatever. But, um, I like when it comes to actually getting video games, I, I believe I don't think I got like maybe I, I only get console, maybe I got one console as a gift. For most, most consoles that I got were in some form of money. Um, what I mean by that, like, is and I think, I think my parents, I mean, there's some, there's some, I think, cool things about this or, or maybe very um you know growth related things about this but like i didn't get a phone until i could pay for it right i didn't get a you know i didn't buy a computer until i could have my own money to pay for it so um it's it's interesting how like that take on money and being like okay well you have to save up your own money you, you figure it out right um yeah kind of already curbed a little bit of um of like whether you should get a phone or not right 
Um, and I think, I think we'll see. So like I, I'm a middle school teacher now. Right. And it's, it's just very common. Like, you know, the 13 year olds pretty much all have phones, right? Like, I think that's more and more common. Um, and I don't, I don't know what my take will be on this in the future. Right. But it's like, it's definitely very dangerous. Maybe not dangerous. Right. But maybe it's, it's, uh, you're, you're definitely limiting someone's, you know, and there's another argument, but like, okay, well, how long are you going to wait to like keep someone's childhood? But you're limiting the ability for someone to keep like some sense of innocence, you know, some fun of being a child. Uh, once they have the internet and a phone at like 13, you know, like the stuff that they're exposed to are probably way beyond your capabilities of, of hand, like policing at that point. Right. And I think video games relates to that a little bit, but this is just my side tangent here. Um, you can police heavily if you you know want there's if you really want to yeah there's plenty of ways to do that you know we looked at some and some of them are outrageous some of them are you know fine and we ended up just on our system mostly and uh i'll do random history checks and uh you know going through his phone every once in a while but i mean it's nothing nothing often i just every once in a I while mean, he's, he's he's proven pretty trustworthy so we're doing all right and honestly, I think I think that's great because like some level of accountability is really good, um, no matter how good a kid is. Uh, you know, just just the fact that the kid knows, like, yeah, I'm gonna check this every couple of months, right? So like, you know, oh yeah, be aware, right? I, I will be checking the, the history. I, I think that's I think that's pretty good. Um, but no, maybe now relating it a little bit back more to video games. Um, I think there is, you know, I, we we. The, the the reason that I decided to have this episode or this be a special episode um, was because of a conversation we had with one of our Discord um, listeners, Discord users. Uh, um, but it's just <laughs> something a little bit about, you know, talking to your parents about, um, you know, video games and, and some negotiating, which it's in, in and of itself is a good skill, right? Negotiating maybe like if I can keep my grades up, you know, I can do well. Um, sorry, this just keeps reminding me of a friend I had in high school where he could... He could stay home and pretty much just like do whatever he wanted and like play video games and stuff. Um, if as long as like his grades were ninety uh, percent or higher, <laughs> that was that was the yeah. rule. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah. So he, he managed to do that and then just uh, just uh, yeah, just took every day off that he could. Um, which, you know, to be fair, he was you know, him and his parents were were one of those like probably very like. If you're already so smart, then like, why are you sitting school all day, kind of thing? Uh, but that's <laughs> that's a side tangent for another day. Um, but my point, my point was maybe a little bit uh, here, is that um, a lot of the things that you have to do, kind of, if you are a kid who wants to play more video games, be able to negotiate a little bit with your parents, right? Um, I'm gonna start with this little tidbit to relate it to Rocket League because I think this is maybe a good starting point. I think Rocket League is one of the best games when it comes to when it comes to kind of having a an appropriate kind of relationship or the, the ability to step away is is maybe one of the easiest and what i mean by this is every game is five minutes right um i think this is horrendously hard to do uh in games like league of legends right or maybe even starcraft or, or some of these longer games where oh, yeah. it's dinner time <laughs> you know <laughs> And you're like, well, I'm 45 minutes in, all right, and they're getting barren, all right. Um, I think that's that's, <laughs> that's a little little tough to do. Uh, to, to be understand. able to be like, 
I'm, but here's the thing. Rocket League is so good that you can actually leave the game, take the loss, and it still doesn't really matter. Does that make sense? Because of how short the games are, you could literally close the tab, close everything off your computer. You're like, yeah, I'm good, right? Because you can get that win back, right? It's it's five minutes of your life that you could probably win the next game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And and I think the one thing that Rocket League has above a lot of all, all these other games is literally that. It's like, okay, well, I lost here, but you know, I can do like thirty minutes, you know, later and probably like win back three of these or something, right? It's it's not relative time time dump to get back there, right? It's it's just it's just one loss and there's you know, you can play like six games or five games an hour, right? Like I think that rank system in some ways in Rocket League is a lot easier to just step away randomly and be like, yeah, okay, this this one game is not my end of my life, right? Um while I think for a lot of people the you know games like League of Legends where it's like you could play like two or three games and that's your like you play one game really that could be your whole session and mm-hmm. you're 45 minutes in and it's like what's well, gonna take you a week to get this back right um i think it's a lot harder to do so i don't know if either of you want to speak to that or how rocket league is kind of a game where you could step away quite easily and, and i'm actually might make some of those talks about you know um you know, the the shall we say the negotiation a little easier because you could just be like well listen like you can t- tell yourself all right i know i know there's that 14 or 15 year old listening like you can tell yourself i i can close this it is okay i can step away all right i do not have to uh you know i can, <laughs> I can be respectful and and just go and, and leave and not have to you know i can probably win this back right as opposed to a lot harder to do if you're you know 40 minutes in and that's the only game you're playing that day uh but i don't know if either of you want to talk about that Sure. And tell it to your teammates. <laughs> <laughs> tell it to, well, but I mean, well, still, I, still, I one lever in a five-minute game. Yeah. If I've got to leave and it's a ranked game, I'll usually be like, "Hey, man, I gotta go. Sorry," and then just <laughs> then just leave. But if it's a casual game, I'll just yeah, I'll quit because I just make sure Tim and uh, Nick Tackler are in my party, <laughs> and that's that's when I uh, dip. You know, we'll probably do better off anyways if you're in our party after you leave. It'll be yeah. Fun. I won't go all the way around the map and then hit into Nick Tackler twice. You know, <laughs> I think there's a clip of that somewhere. <laughs> Um, where, where i hit sorry just quick side tangent then i'll let tim kind of answer that point but i hit nick on one side of the map i rotated through and like bumped the goalie and then came back and hit nick again but he was on my team so anyway <laughs> there's there's your side story uh tim um so rocket league puts itself in a very unique position for the reasons that you said of games being generally speaking short right below 10 minutes per game um and that's including like goal like goals time in between goals all that kind of stuff um what it does with that from the player standpoint so you're a young teenage uh, a 9 10 12 something like that year old um so pre-teenage and or young teenager and your parents have time limits and stuff on you um your return of investment for whatever time you have is going to be greater in Rocket League than many of the other games, including more popular games like Fortnite and that kind of stuff. Like you're a- Because you're able to play, let's say, six or seven games in an hour, um, you're able to, if you've only got an hour to play, if you were just like, I'm going to jump on, play some ranked, I'll play my six or seven games, and, and I you can feel like you've put something in rather than maybe Fortnite or league or something like that, where an hour can be one game and that's all you get. So from, from the player standpoint, you do get a good, decent return on investment for your time, which is good. 
And then from a parent's standpoint, you can put those time restrictions without it being an experience restriction, which is good. Um, the challenge I think with something like rocket league, and this takes it from a different perspective. The challenge with a game like rocket league is it is so emotion inducing kind of like, you know, when you're playing call of duty, you're playing any first person shooter game and you just cannot seem to get the better of people. Like you're all like, even if you start firing on somebody first and they kill you first, um, like you just can't seem to get the better of people and it gets so frustrating and rage inducing or in like FIFA when you just can't stop somebody from scoring on you. Like that's kind of how rocket league feels. If you're not playing well, it's so emotion inducing that sometimes it's like, it, it's going to come across around younger players that can't younger or older players that can't control their emotions. Um, rocket league does lend itself towards a younger demographic pretty easily. So like it, you're going to get a lot of younger, younger players with that. But um, yeah, overall, my thoughts for Rocket League as a main game for your time, it's def- there's definitely value to it. Now, from the negotiating time with stuff like grades and responsibilities, um, it, w- it was a great point there. Like From a negotiating standpoint, the understanding that I'm, I'm going to hope whether you think your parents are good parents, trick parents, bad parents, whatever, if they're making a rule or doing something, it's only because they they think, they may not be right, but they think it's in your best interest. They're making that rule or doing something because they believe to some degree that is in your best interest. Unless it's, you know, some of those exceptions to that rule, if you're, they're strict parents, lenient parents, they're only doing that because from their experience growing up, or what they had planned or what they read or something like that. They believe it's in your best interest to have these rules in place or lack of rules in place. And so what you want to be able to do is demonstrate that I can handle my responsibilities. Even if I have a little more freedom or a little more leeway um, or a little more time luxury the when we were talking to um the person in the discord i i i made the statement of it's probably coming across in a lot of ways of i'll do my studying later i want to play video games now and it just reminds me of like willy wonka that one girl like <laughs> i want it now, now. Like, yeah <laughs> yeah and, and so so from that aspect of things it'd be different if it was like hey i finished all of my studying early can I have extra times in video games? So you've demonstrated your value. Like I've done what I'm supposed to do. Can I have a little bit of freedom for that? Not I'll take care of it later. So anytime when it comes to like a negotiating time, like you've got to demonstrate that you're going to do what you're supposed to do before they can give you something. Just like an adult in a, in, in a job, you've got to work the hours before they're going to give you the money. So similar kind of concept there. And, and to that point, I, I think I think this is a great place. And this is definitely where, where we wanted to have this discussion. I think this is probably going to be the main focal point of what we talk about. Um, I think when you're adult, right, and you're like, oh, yeah, look at, you know, look at, look at Tim, look at, look at the zero, look at what, you know, you, you just, uh, you're just, uh, it kind of feels like you're playing uh, as much as you want, right? Whatever you feel like, right? Um and I'm sure Frank understands as well the the reality that um, you know there are certain responsibilities that you have um, to 
well, well, let's start with this, your partner, right? Your the other person in your life, right? Or to your job um, that allow you that freedom in some sense, right? Um, if you negotiate your ability to do, okay, I'll play, you know, I'll play an hour here or whatever. Um, or let's just say, you know, you have a job and you're putting a roof over your head and then it's like, you go home and you want to play like, you know, a couple hours. I mean, the reality is, is, is you set the priority straight. Like the video game is the second thing that is in priority. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think for a lot of kids, the video game becomes the first priority that it's, that it's just, it is the thing that they care about the most. Right. Um, and you know, and I think I think a big part of this, and you know, I think we're gonna have to talk about esports and the idea of becoming esports pro later. I don't want to talk about it quite yet, but I do want <laughs> I do want to talk about it a little bit because I think that will be interesting. But specifically, like, let's start with you know your your relationships, um, which are things that need to be worked on and can be valued, right? I think those can be um, severely damaged if you overemphasize something else, right? Um, and I think video games are an easy trap to fall into. And, it, you know, when all the, like, you know, the casters, the personalities that a lot of people do look up to, right? Um, I think in some sense, we see them as, oh, cool, they, like, play the video, or they, they, cast, they cast my favorite game, right? They cast it, they say it aloud, um, and they they you know they get to talk about their game. It's just oh so cool. But I think what people fail to realize is the reason that those personalities resound a little bit, right, or have become so successful, or, or are able to do all those things, is because in many cases they have their kind of life balance and the things that they prioritize set correctly, so that they can be successful and a more fuller person, right? I think the one thing we see, and sorry, I, I know I'm going off a tangent, so please rein me in here. Tim. Oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, but the one thing that I see sometimes is, you know, a lot of people will talk about why do a lot of pro gamers, why can't they be personalities, right? Let's start with that, right? Um, and it's because they haven't allowed themselves to become kind of fuller, more balanced people that value a variety of things. Um, and they've let this become the one thing and that their obsession has led them to be so good, right? Um, but if you let your kid do that, what you realize is, you know, how do their relationships go, right? And when I mean relationships, I don't just mean romantic, although I do include that as well, is I think what you realize after a while is if there isn't some kind of balance, right? Other things outside, you know, maybe maybe to Tim's younger brother's point, um, and I don't, I don't know anything about your younger brother, so so forgive me if I go, go too far here, but um, to that point where you don't allow yourself, right, to become an actual person you're just you know a goblin that plays video games all day and i think a lot of parents just don't want that to happen i think that's maybe there there's the crux of my argument is that at the end of the day all these rules that are set in place are because they want more for you than just this and for you right now just this is the thing you value most the video game the the the, the game you're getting good at currently right yeah yeah uh, so yeah i know frank if you have anything to say to my spiel there all over the place but yeah um well i was just looking over the conversation we had in the discord and you know it was mm-hmm. it was the same thing like like tim was saying like you don't want to come across as whiny you want to come across as you know mature handling your business etc but you know the negotiation never stops first right now it's you know you know maybe a kid with their parent then, you know, if you go off to college or if you go off and live by yourself, then it's you with your time and your other relationships with your friends and everybody else. 
you know, for me, I know that whenever I do get to sit down and, you know, play for a little bit, I've got to make sure that my wife can handle anything that, you know, <clears throat> is going on while I'm, you know, trying to relax or whatever, or that she doesn't have to handle things like that. Um, you know, which includes like taking the dog on a long walk or cooking supper or doing the dishes or just helping clean around the house, picking the kid up from, you know, school or, you know, things like that. You're always negotiating. It's just what you're negotiating for changes. So um, the sooner you get better at it and learning what your limits are and what you do need, the better it's going to be because, you know, the weird thing, at least for me, and probably most people I would say is that, you know, once you do have unlimited access to games, you might, you might do it for a while, you know, a year or two, whatever, go full into it. But after a while you kind of realize like, Oh, I'm, you know, I do want to go out with my friends. I do want to do this. And so then you, you start the negotiations over again. It's not just, you know, something that you, you go, okay, well, I'm just going to be a gamer for the rest of my life. And then you're done. Frank, can I just say, uh, you just killed it. I you spoke <laughs> everything that I've been thinking about this topic for a while in like two minutes. You, we should just clip that. Well, you know, what? I'm gonna make a YouTube video of that. Just throw that, throw that. In. Maybe, maybe I'll get the old uh, talking heads. Uh, just end, <laughs> end the thing. show. Just end the show now, and then we can get your Robin Kyle show, and you can stop complaining about <laughs> hey, the entire hey, hey. negotiation. No. It's all working. It's fine. <laughs> it's all working. Um, I think I think that's such a great point. Um, that's unbelievably true. I okay. I I've now been thinking of this. This is my new parenting talk uh, uh, <laughs> theory. Okay, you just okay. If a kid like let's just say the kid wants to play video games as much as they want. Okay, all right. Let them for a whole two weeks. Actually, no, no, no. Force them for a whole two weeks to only <laughs> play that video game they want to play. Right? No, nothing else. Okay, going to the gym not allowed. Okay, you you go you know go to school. <laughs> get home and you play that video game until they're like all right what so am I doing, doing the whole smoke a, <laughs> smoke a carton of cigarettes uh yeah all video games right now it's like all right you're gonna, gonna play nothing again. you're gonna play nothing but ranked rocket league for the next two weeks and not no even that ranked no, ones no training <laughs> no no training you just have to play ranked so you can't like make yourself better and climb through the ranks you just got to grind it out Oof like a soldier let's go no. Uh-huh. but no no, no. T- more seriously at this point though um what i would like to say is that i find that we all kind of hit that point where it's it's empty you know what i mean um i think that's a realization someone has at some point it's not that video games aren't fun right it's that when you the only thing that you're focused on and the only thing that you play and especially if you play a lot of it um there is a feeling of emptiness right and i think that's why some games when they've passed their fun there's that progression which is really nice right this idea that i'm getting better at something i think i think a lot of people like that right Mm -hmm. um but if you play ranked like let's put it this way right and i think a lot of people fall into this right it's like i want to get better i want to get and they're gonna play you know 10 ranked games a day right for for two weeks they're just like empty by the end you know it's just like i don't know if i've gone better or worse but like I play this game and I'm I'm literally at this point like sucked in, but I don't have any happiness from it. You know, like <laughs> I like you'll I, never I, be happier. Like in any playing session, you're never gonna be happier 
than the anticipation as you're clicking play on the game for the first like mm. first time that day, right? So like yeah, you're yeah. booting up you're booting up Rocket League, you just watched some RLCS action, you're booting up Rocket League, you are never gonna be happier than that moment because whether you win or lose, there's gonna be things that frustrate you throughout that play period. Like I said, by the end you're gonna be you're gonna f- not necessarily feel as fulfilled as maybe you hoped to or something like that but as days in a row too right like i find the mm-hmm. more days in a row that you're doing that the more like soulless you become almost like the more <laughs> the more you're like what am i like what is even life right now you know like what that everything turns gray you know and you're just like yeah i i'm gonna go for a walk like you know like <laughs> you have that realization halfway through you're like what am i doing here right um, yeah, Tim, maybe continue well, a little bit on your thoughts. Well, go, going going back a little bit, there's there's lots to unpack from um, yes. from what you were saying earlier, right? So first first and foremost, you mentioned um, stuff like the relationship to video games, and you had mentioned you know like my younger brother, and I say younger brother, but the dude's thirty. Like <laughs> I'd say younger because he's younger than me, but that's where the that's where our fear comes from is my brother is 30 living with my parents still um and no no grand designs on what he's going to do and it's there comes a point when it's like all right man you've had time to figure it out like it may take you time to make it happen but i need you to at least figure it out um and i think there's become a point when the relationship to video games deteriorated his real life and Mm. i think that idea is what bleeds into one a lot of parents fear around kids with screen times and phones and tablets and video games and all that different stuff is is what's the impact that this is going to have on your life um and then you transition that into something like esports so the hard part, I think a lot of the, for a lot of the people, when it comes to the esports side of things, especially something like Rocket League, where your age range for a professional Rocket League player is on the younger side, right? So like mm-hmm. 16 to 20 is going to be the average age range for a pro Rocket League player. And... To get to that point, to get to become the level of a pro Rocket League player, we're all pretty well aware that you need to have invested thousands upon thousands of hours to be good enough to compete with the best in the world at Rocket League, which means if you're a 16-year-old and you've invested, let's say, 5,000 hours into Rocket League, what were your what was ages 13, 14, and 15 like? What, what, what was your relationship to video games as opposed to real life at that point, what was the juggling act like and what has that done to your social awareness? That's where real life does come in versus screen social awareness is um, engaging with people in real life is going to be vastly different. And so that's where I think the unhealthy aspect can come in. And I think if you don't have limits, it can present challenges. Now, if you've got somebody who is, they're killing it in school, like they're getting their good grades, 
and what they like to do is play video games you know maybe the negotiation becomes at that point okay you can play video games but you also must do x activity if you want to play video games x amount right so like cool you, you can have your up to two hours now playing video games a night if that's what you want but you also must go play in a soccer league or something mm. like that right so like be on a team, again it's a negotiation active. thing yeah, yeah, right yeah. like mm-hmm. like okay we're going to give you more screen time but now you also have to give us something back in return so mm. i mean there's a more negotiation aspect of things there um I think for myself, it's going to be, I mean, get, getting through all of the very young, all the child years, um, it's going to be very limited. It's mm-hmm. going to be stuff like you can play video games, but only if you're playing with me. I don't want my kid playing. I think, playing I think in, that's fair. In, I, I mean, honestly, in I, I have online environment here. personally. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get off, and I don't want my kid to like get off into an online environment, especially something like Rocket League. I know you can turn off chat and you can do all that different stuff. I just don't want to have to worry about all of that stuff, all the potential stuff that can be out there for like a six or seven year old type of thing. Um, as they get older, then it's like okay, we'll we'll dive into that, but. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack with all of it. Um, no, I, I think you're totally right. Um, as you were talking, I was just thinking a little bit about, you know, like maybe I can focus a little bit on the esports side of things and this idea of going pro and, and, and all that. Right. Um, I think everyone, one more thing, one more thing before, before you go, go. you mentioned stuff like the esports casters and Mm -hmm. how, because they become to a certain degree the face because like you know johnny boy more than you know Mm -hmm. you know what johnny boy looks like what he sounds like how he interacts all that stuff way more than you know what um let's just say some of the pros for uh moist esports like i don't know what they look like or sound like i have no idea but i know what johnny boy sounds like um so a lot of times the faces of these esports these casters, these personalities are older people. Like they're, they're generally older um, than the professionals playing. Um, I think like Rizzo is probably going to be the most famous pro, but people know what he looks like, what he sounds like, his personality. He's probably going to be the most famous of them. Um, But you don't see with like different than traditional sports. You don't see as many e-sport athletes taking over analyst roles and stuff like that. They may be cameoed here and there, but like from the traditional, like caster broadcast, you don't like Cronovi's not up there doing his thing. Rizzo's not up there doing his thing. Like I'm surprised that you don't see more of that. They all have their own brand that they're kind of catering to, but I'm surprised you don't see them more engaged on the, we're going to put this as the face of rocket league esports. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I think I think there's there's a reason for that, and I guess that's our point, right? Um, you know, I I think esports is, you know, the esports career of an athlete, let's say specifically to Rocket League, is maybe three years, four years, right? Um, if you want to make a career out of it, you kind of have to have other talents, right? Talents to be entertaining, talents to video editing. There's there's a multifacet of things that you could be better at, maybe interviewing, you know, that has very little to do with whatever you were doing 
just getting better at the game. Although the you know, analysis and the coaching and those are all there too. And getting better at the game has, has some relation to those, but there's a lot of other parts of the esports. So, you know, maybe, maybe you're going to be a videographer, right? Maybe you're going to be a producer in the back. Maybe you're going to do something uh, a little bit different. Um, you know, there's, there's so many other things when it comes to, shall we say career jobs that you can do related to it that, will not rely on whatever skills you've learned as a, you know as as a, as a player itself um with specific esports career and this is kind of my take on it and i think i think this is a good idea if you i think this is this is perhaps the easiest way for a lot of people to get out of the trap of whether or not and this is a rule of thumb i'm going to give but I, th- I think there is some point to it the trap of um you know i can make esports or specifically being esports player a career um and now this is very hard to negotiate or to figure out how you're gonna do sometimes however i think the benefit of trying something like this and and this i would even extend this to you know becoming a youtuber or you know becoming something that's like that's that's not guaranteed success but it'd be better if you at least tried and failed than not tried at all right if that makes sense or or perhaps um you know perhaps you think you think you need you know this x amount of time and then oh then i'd be pro right um but this is maybe a good method but i i then i don't know you know i don't know how easy it would be to negotiate this but i think if here's the first thing let me put it this way right what's what's uh what's the top one percent right now in rocket league do you know tim do you know do you know what the top one percent is like what, what rank is that uh it's gonna be gc2 i believe gc2 okay so if you can't get gc2 in like two years right or, or let's just say by the time you're what 17 shall we say if, if, if you're you a really young player a, no like I, i'm gonna make it more aggressive than that go if you go. can't be if you can't be gc2 if you can't be in the top one percent of players within mm-hmm. the first year that you're playing the game you will not be pro and I and, and the, unless you're I, 12, I, that's that's my only exception. But, 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 but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're 12, right? But if you're not playing ranked, that'd be the only thing. Like if you're only playing okay. casuals or something like that. Sure. But um, if you can't be within the top one percent of players within the first year you're playing, then you're not going to be pro. And I have a few different thoughts to to kind of support this. Go. Who's the who's the longest Sorry, Frank, running? We're, we're kind of hold on. You're fine. Frank, you're, you're here, <laughs> Joy. Yes, I'm he's, still he's got, the, he's got the front row seat, man. It's it's fine. No, no, I'm just listening. It's fine. <laughs> um, who and, and Lizard, you're going to be able to know more than I am because I don't follow it as closely, but who's the longest running current um, player on a top four team in either EU or NA who's been Gary in G. the scene the longest? Gary G. Gary who's G. been top four long? Scared G, right? Yep. How long? Four years? That he's been a top? That he's been a top four player for. Top four player. Or not top four, top four team. Like team. His, his team. Top four team NA. But let's say, or let's say top eight team NA. Yeah, he's right? probably let's been four years eight. now, if I think about four it. Four right? years, right? So four years. I mean, he's been playing for seven, how, but I mean, how many, <laughs> how many players, pros, teams, et cetera, has come and gone that have been in the top 16 and are either no longer playing or have never broken the top four. As far oh, as there's the so much, there's so many. There, <laughs> it, it is the exception. It, it's yeah. it, no, but that's what I mean, right? So when you look at an esports career, I think we really overestimate that word career 
because how many players are literally in the top 0.01%, which is essentially what all these pros are. If you're on a top eight team at any point, you are the top 0.01% of the entire gaming landscape for Rocket League, which is millions of players. And you've come and gone, and there's been like one, like we could probably say under 20 players have made it two plus years or more of being a top four type of team. Yep. Scrub killer has kind of come and gone across those four years, right? Like he's been top yeah. and then nowhere. And then now he's kind of back to that top four of EU ish um, kind of in that range. But the, the reason I say you have to be able to do it within the first six months to a year, you have to be in that top 1% within that time. You look at other traditional sports, other traditional sports where the competition level is so high. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow golf at all, um, mm -hmm. but I've been playing golf for 22 years. And in some times, you know, when I've been really focused on it, I've been pretty good, like pretty close to a scratch golfer, about a two or three handicap. Um, and then I've gone other places over the last 10 years where it's like, oh, I'm about a 10 or 12 handicap. And that's, I'm, I'm sitting about an eight handicap right now. And I think I've only broken par, only gotten below par on around once in my life. I was one under par for the round, um, which was a huge achievement for me. I was watching a video recently of Rory McIlroy, if you know who that is. Um, mm -hmm. Very, very famous golfer. Um, they asked him in an interview, when was when was the first time you ever broke par? And he's like, ah, oh, first time I ever broke par from far back tees, I was 12 years old. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm like, cause like I've been there's levels really to this game. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, there's a, there's a different level. Right. And cause when I'd gotten out of the army is when I was actually the best I ever was at golf. Cause I had time to invest in, like I, I stepped away from video games for a little bit. And I stepped away from the gym for a little bit. And I was like, I'm just going to focus on golf. That was my free time. And I got pretty good. I was about a two or three handicap at that time. That was when I was about my best. And I was like, you know, if I really focus on this, I get lessons. I could probably go, I could probably like, get on that amateur tour and, and do something halfway decent. I was really hyping myself up about it. And then it's like, and now I look back after seeing that interview, I was like, I had no business even thinking that I have 12 year olds out here breaking par. And that's what, that's what it takes to be a pro. And I'm out here like, I'm a three handicap. I can do it. Like, no, it's not <laughs> going to work. It's not the same. And so to be a pro at something where thousands of players have been within the top thousands, tens of thousands of players have been within the top 1% over the last two years, right? And we've got Garrett G, the Tom Brady of it, just holding it down for, you know, as as long as any... any maybe Justin, can. maybe Squishy with him, but yeah. That's yeah, it. but I mean, like those are, the, those are the longest standing, but outside of that, you're not getting long-term you're getting flashes in the pan, players that are good here and there, and they'll, you know, they'll probably have a nice little career, make a little bit of money, and, and like, can't complain about that. But they might be able to do a down payment on a house, you know. <laughs> After no, I mean, it's all and, said and done. can't hurt, can't hurt making money. But what I just don't put off real life for that flash in the pan. If you can make it in conjunction, like if you can. If you can find the balance, if you can negotiate, like Frank was talking about, negotiating your own life a little bit 
finding the balance of I can grind this and slowly get my one or 2% better a day, but I still have real life. I have to attain, like pay attention to because even at the very best, the 0.001%, the 1% of the 1%, what are they doing? They're in and out in under four years, unless you're Garrett G, unless you're Justin, unless you're squishy, unless you're, unless you are literally Honestly. somebody so longevity that you can do it. Don't put off real life for this. Like I'm going to make Rocket League a career unless you're like really building up the content creation, unless you really establish something. But even then, like I worry that esports is such a flash in the pan type of mm-hmm. scene because there's so many games that come out, so many things that evolve over time that it just makes it so challenging. And you, you know, props to anyone that can do it, but it would not be something I would have my kid put off their life for in order to pursue, regardless of how good they were. Yeah. I, I, so I, um, oh my, you made me think of like four different things. I'm trying to figure out. I, 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 I went on one, but I went on. No, no, it was good. It was good. Um, well, let's start with this one. Okay. Because my argument, and this is mostly for those who are stuck in this mentality that they can't get out of, of, okay. So first, with it, let's just say let's just be let's just be a little bit gracious, all right, all right. Relax. Well, we'll give it a little more than six months. Let's just say year, year and a half. Get into like G, G, you know, GC two or GC three, all right. With without any special like thing, just like you, you kind of figure it out. Whatever reason you're there, okay. Once you're there, right. And I'm I'm talking specifically probably like 17, 18 year olds, right? Who who quite probably don't know what they want to do with their life yet anyway, right? I think it's best to give yourself a year then and try to do it then, but say exactly a year until I either I have a contract that makes me money, right? Or I've won some major tournament or have signed with a major team. Give myself exactly a year. And the reason I argue this is because it's probably more beneficial to see if you can do it then than to hang on to it for five, six, seven years. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. um, and, and so, you know, I, and I don't think this is necessarily the best for parenting specifically, um, but I think this is a nice negotiating, and this is just from my own experience. I'm speaking specifically, right? Um, it's this would have been nice negotiating tactic for me, so that I wouldn't have hung on as long as I did, perhaps, right? Um, and that would have helped me move on faster. Now, here's the reality: I didn't do that, and I pursued the career I was already pursuing anyway. <laughs> um, and and so I guess, you know. I guess I'm a hypocrite, but because <laughs> I didn't no, you actually give myself that. my advice. You literally followed my advice. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, I, I, of negotiate the time, but don't put off real life. And I would say life. in that yeah. kind of situation, if you're 17, 18 years old, you just graduated high school and you're mm-hmm. like, man, I am, I'm an 1800 in rocket league right now. And that's what well, if you don't, I mean, here's the thing. If you don't have anything else, like really no idea what else, maybe that year is a good thing. Okay. I'm, that's well, all would, I'm trying would, to say. I would say, <laughs> I would say you take, you take your, take your six months to a year, but, but don't do nothing else with the time. Like mm-hmm. give yourself a part, give yourself a part-time job as mm-hmm. you grind it. Right. Cause then you have something you can actually negotiate it with. And I would say at that point, what you can do is I've got, um, I've got this job that, generates money for me, puts money in my pocket, allows me to have fun with my friends whenever I feel like I can. Um, and then I also have Rocket League. But I'm also streaming my Rocket League. I'm grinding. I'm trying to, Maybe you're trying to, do something trying to make something out yeah. of it. And then let's say let's say it starts taking off. You're starting to get 100 viewers, you know, 50 to 100 viewers on Twitch. 
you got some subscribers. Now you're generating money with Rocket League. Now you can negotiate, well, I can actually work a little bit less and now play a little bit more and stream a little bit more, maybe mm. generate a little bit more money there. And I can turn this into something that's a an endeavor in that way while I'm pursuing my dream of being a professional. But again, now you have something to negotiate with, like that you're not, it's not, I have to make it or I've wasted a year. Because mm. I think that's where, that's where the potentially unhealthy relationship to video games can come from is mm. if you've got nothing else going on and your entire commitment mm. is video games, then what sort of relationship are you building with them where it's either A, you're going to dive so heavily into it that it's dangerous or B, you've never found that healthy balance and now it's it's more of a detriment to you than anything. Um, yeah. And so I, I... We gotta let Frank sorry. talk, man. Frank's got ideas and thoughts. We gotta oh, let Frank talk. Well, so in the discord, you know, last week when we were having this conversation, I actually mentioned, you know, I was college dropout and this actually is directly related to what you just said. So, um, like I had a pretty unhealthy relationship with video games in college. You know, as I said earlier that I didn't really have the gaming experience when I was a kid. So guess where it all went? College. <laughs> so, you know, I moved out, I got some roommates, I got some good friends and we were all gamers. And so we had a, a big house and it was basically a gaming house and we would play League of Legends, we play different MMOs and stuff like that just all the time. And for them, they had figured out how to manage that, how to negotiate their time between school, between games, stay on top of their stuff and do all that. I hadn't done that. So I never, and school came easy to me in high school. In college, it was not easy, but I didn't, ha I didn't know how to study. I didn't know how to negotiate my time. I didn't, um, know how to really navigate it all. So whenever I got there, I kind of just went buck wild. And uh, that ended up being kind of why I dropped out and, you know, went home. Luckily for me, I had a fallback. I'd been working with my dad for, you know, 10 years at this point, doing construction and stuff. And so I knew that I, if I needed to, I could drop out of college and I had a safety net, um, which kind of helped, kind of didn't, because, you know, there wasn't... I wasn't as serious about college as I should have been, but um, it ended up being a good experience overall because when I came home, that's when I ended up meeting my wife. We're doing great now. I've figured out, you know, my kind of my balance. We're still working on it, honestly, but you know, it's, it's a lot better than it, than it was. But anyway, I just wanted to, it, it was uh, pretty applicable. And I, yeah. And I think, I think there's we're part of a culture where both the extremes of of and this is gonna, this is going to branch out a little bit Tim I'm sorry but um you know how dare how dare I branch out but uh both the extremes of what is success right um and and maybe what's important are shown so I think there's a lot of talk and, and I think there is a reality to this that those who become the most successful tend to not have a backup plan. Um, I think we show these people as success stories and they're held on a high pedestal. Um, however, what people don't show usually is the failures, right? Um, I think, you know, you have you have your millionaire or your whatever successful person. It's like, yeah, just, they just did this thing and then they became the best and, you know, um, you know, you should follow in the footsteps or, you know, this is success and stuff. Right. Um, and I think 
that's the extreme we are trying to avoid because the reason we're trying to avoid that extreme is because the reality is, right, you can become rich or famous or, or what have you by doing and becoming the best thing at something. <sighs> Only caveat is you have to be the best thing, at mm. best one at that thing, bar none, period. You know what I mean? Like, I... And I stress this enough, right? Like, I am someone who have has a fair bit of, shall we say, um, experience, you know, winning some things, right? Or, or creating some things or, or what have you, right? And it's still not even at the, like... You know, if there's a mountain range, right, and there's the peak, right, I'm like, I'm still at like, I just, I just entered. You know, I went to Mount Everest, and I just, I just kind of said hello. You know, I just stepped through the, the gate that opens it, and I, I think, what people, I, if you want to become truly successful, you're probably not going to have a safety net. But if you fail, you're going to fail hard. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going to put it that way. Okay, so if you are, if you're a gambler, I guess uh, there you go. There's your life. Um, and I think the reason that that is thrown in so much or, or maybe why we tell ourselves that particular story or where that, that story is, is enunciated or, or proclaimed in, in the kind of you know, social sphere is because there's a lot of people who don't have any goals. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it's this weird extremes where there's people who have no personal goals, right? They just kind of wade through life and they don't really figure out a thing they want to do. Right. And then there's people who only have one goal and will completely erase every other goal to achieve it. And I think, I, yeah, Tim, I think, I think, I don't know if you want to jump in on this, but I, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and I want to jump in. Well, I'm going to, yeah. ju- well, I mean, I think it, I think it literally, one of those things comes down to what I was telling you with my brother of mm-hmm. like, he's, he's given himself no real goals. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean like his goals are not life furthering goals. They are mm-hmm. goals of things he wants to go do, but they're not something like, Oh, I want to progress my life in this way. He's like, mm-hmm. he lives with my parents, he works, but all of his free time is spent playing video games. And he's like, Oh, I want to take a trip here. And it's like, cool, man. I'm, it, you know, I'm stoked that you have something that you want to do, but like, how about you take a trip to an apartment? Like (laughs) figure something out. Like it, you know, don't, don't talk to me about rent. All right. Cause I, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Side tangent. Okay. Toronto is absolute out of its Every, mind right now. Every, everywhere is. I, I, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and oh there are suburbs out here that are insane when it comes to cost. Where I'm like, I was paying this much when I lived in California. Like, Listen, what are we? Here's the doing? reality with your brother, though. Here's the reality with your brother. If your brother had a specific goal or he was pursuing a certain career and was just saving up money and he moved back to his parents, it'd be a very different story. So it, it would be it would be very yeah. different, right? So if it'd be yeah. one of those things like, hey, he's pursuing. Let's say he's pursuing a master's in computer engineering, and he's just you know he's having to he's having to do full-time on school and he can't support a full-time job and go to school at the same time. Like, and doesn't want to take Listen, I'm moving back with my parents for two months. All right. I just want you to know. So like, it's like, <laughs> no, no. And, just and, to and, save some money in between the year. Yeah. yeah. And, and I get it. And, and I get it when, when 
and it's nice to have a good support system for yeah. for those things, right? Like, but those, like you said, you're gonna move there for two, three months, like whatever. If it becomes an indefinite, contract, yeah. if it can, becomes an indefinite stay, then it's a little <laughs> bit different. On like, uh, all right, man, what are you doing here? What, what's what's your goal in life? Um, I'm gonna kick my parents out. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna here's the, the money. <laughs> Go find your own um, house. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna flip it a little bit because um, you know the way I, the way I talk about this was very much a negative of you know don't pursue this thing because you're not good enough like. I want to make sure I'm leaving with the impression of like the reason I was saying that stuff is because it is so incredibly hard. It is so challenging. It is harder to become an esports pro and make any kind of long-term career than it is to become an NFL player than it is to become. Yeah. I, I was going to say, can, can yeah. I just and say this make a lot real more quick? money? This mm-hmm. isn't like relentless is saying like, Oh, give up. Right. Or you don't have the guts. Okay. Cause a lot of you, I guess have the guts to, you know, uh, your mind, you know, you maybe have, you actually have a strong mind and you can push through, shall we say, challenges, all right, losing those ranked games. But um, the point is, it's literally near impossible, right? Um, everyone, has a- it, everyone has access to video games. Like in this yeah. day and age, everyone has access to video Go games. Go play right? MLS instead, okay? You'll probably have a better career and a better chance of a career. <laughs> well, I can probably know. It's, no, from, a, it's from a different standpoint, right? Like, think about. You know, I, I assume you guys played youth sports growing up, right? When you mm-hmm. played soccer and stuff growing up, it was like you very much knew who was going to be playing that at a high level for a long time. When you were when you were young, when you're playing on like the under 14-year-old team and you're like, oh, that player is better than everybody else here. And like it was very, very obvious, right? And and that can become obvious, right? We we I knew it very much with somebody like uh like Messi who was on the podcast last week. Um when I was playing with him and he, we yeah, were I took Leo and Messi all the time, time. too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were both, uh, we were both champ too at the time. We played on an IGL team together. We won the championship, but Messi was, even though we were the same MR, he was definitely better. Like it was, it was very obvious. And, in, and, um, I think to anyone in our Discord, like if there is anyone even close to a chance of thinking about pro, shall we say, right? It would be someone like Messi, right? I, he's, I think it's subjectively he's young. He has a natural skill and stuff for it. Yeah, it's and, a, just and objectively true that like I could get to Messi's rank, you know, in five years, shall we say? Like his skill level. Sure, I I might be able to do some of these things. But there's a natural skill there that like, I can it, do in it, six months, you know. Or <laughs> um, all that all, all that being said, right? It's it, if you're very good at it and you enjoy it, and you're like, hey, I wanna I wanna pursue this just for fun, hundred percent do it. But if you're going to if you only pursue it with the mindset of I have to make a I have to make it pro and you're not enjoying it, then don't do it. Um, you look at somebody like Jacob who um, retired from competitive Rocket League very recently. Like he was like, I'm at a point in my life. I'm like, uh, you know, how long am I just going to pursue this, you know, battle? And he's like, it's not making me happy anymore. Why am I going to continue to pursue it? So. As long as it's making you happy and it doesn't impede your life, hundred percent do it. Um, but don't really have that emphasis on don't let it impede your life. Don't let that pursuit impede your life because even if you make it, even if you get to a point of somebody that is at that top range, unless you can do it for years and years and you can maintain that it's 
going to be very, very challenging to, to do. Um, there's a lot of like, how long was rogue really good for the team rogue really good for like eight months. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, okay, they're still top eight, but like, you're not worried about playing rogue. So oh, phase. I mean, it's because first goal went to phase. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> but, <laughs> but even you know, like even with all that, so do it as long as you enjoy it. Don't let it impede your life. Don't let it take over whatever else that you might have going on. Don't let it hurt your real relationships, whether it's your video game relationships, your people, your friends through Discord, or your real life friends. Don't let a video game or a pursuit within a video game hurt those relationships because the chance of those people being friends with you for a long period of time is better than your chance of making it. Can I, so, can I actually jump on this point right here? Cause um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like I, and then maybe I go through phases where I'm, I'm self-conscious and what have you, or, or, you know, whatever identity is, is a little too one dimensional. Right. But like, I, there are times in my life and, and this isn't specific to video games, although at times it will include video games where when it came to relationships, the acceptance of those hobbies was something I cared about, but I no longer care about. And I, and what I'm trying to say here is, you know, I, I think when you're in that hole, shall we say, or in the zone, right? In the zone. No, you're in the hole. I'm going to, I'm going to be specific here, right? Of letting something dictate your life right um and you you will tend to find that it's like when you're creating relationships if the person doesn't accept that part of you it's very hard to you know i let me let me use this example okay so i i, I think i think you get where i'm going but i i'll, I'll try to use an example because i think that'll be easier right um In when I was a lot younger, right? Maybe anime was something that I would like consider like probably part of my identity, something that I watched a bunch of, right? Um, to the point that some of my relationships, I was super fearful of mentioning the fact that I watched anime, right? <laughs> it was no, it was only at the point where it wasn't so much part of my identity, still a thing I did, right? But I could freely just be like, yeah, I watch anime, but you know, I here's the 20 other things I do in my life, you know, where where it felt like this one thing did not define that relationship, right? Um, and I think the reality with video games specifically, right, is if it is the only thing going for you in your life and you're not guaranteed who's super successful and you've, you know, you've, you've achieved all those things, right? Um, what ends up happening is in some of your conversations, you realize, right, that your breadth of life experience is super, super small, right? Um Esports at this point to me is ingrained because, you know, I started a big club on campus and, and I started a podcast and stuff like that, right? Um, Wait, but the reality the is when I, yeah, yeah, who, <laughs> who'd have thought? Um, but the reality is before I did any of those things, right? Um, when I first got into esports, right, and my first kind of interactions to relationships with the games were so pivotal to my identity and detrimental in some sense to relationships because of the fact that was literally the only thing I talk about. And if you didn't talk about it, it was very hard to, you know, have conversations. Now I, I pride myself on the fact that I, I think I'm a little more multifaceted than that, but um, 
I think that's the point. It's like people become so like, like if you if you want to date someone, right? <laughs> and your fear is, oh, this is my only part of my identity. I just I just play video games. Like go home and play video games. I don't have any like anything else. I mean, it's probably a very rational fear. It's probably actually an accurate fear telling you, okay, maybe I should do other stuff in my life, right? Maybe I shouldn't just do this thing. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I guess is the point. So yeah, I, I well, think you can find my point somewhere. Yeah, there. It's a yeah. Little so look, people people run into to that kind of stuff all the time. Of you get so engaged with this one thing that interests you, mm-hmm. whether it's to your detriment or not. Um, but this one thing that interests you, and then it can have a negative impact on your existing relationships, your new relationships, everything like that, um, because you are hyper-engaged in this thing. And then even in your case, being maybe self-conscious of, well, the thing I like isn't mainstream enough, so maybe they're not going to appreciate that I enjoy Mm, these mm -hmm. things for the way that I enjoy them. And I will say that's a a fear of somebody who's a little bit younger. Um, As you- Uh, Yeah, I know, 100%. As as you get older- I think you. Yeah, I don't. To sorry. some degree, you I definitely more don't. Fine. Do, don't fear that right now, guys. Well, I don't. Well, I'll tell that. you, my my wife rips on me for the stuff that I enjoy. Like, yeah, yeah. she rips on me for wanting to watch golf. She'll rip on me for video games. Whenever, like, off, you know, when whenever I would watch something like anime, and again, they're the super mainstream animes. But whenever I'd watch an anime or something like that she would rip on me for it. But those are things that I enjoy and it's perfectly fine. She rips on me and it's more of just a joke. Same thing, I rip on her for all the true crime stuff that she watches and, and consumes. <laughs> she um, just wants to murder you. <laughs> oh, no, it's no, it's, it's universal. <laughs> true crime uh, is, a, is a thing. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I believe the word aphrodisiac should be uh, placed. <laughs> anyway, keep going. It, it's a pun intended. I, I said it's, it. a, it's pun intended. It's a guilty pleasure. I can't uh, believe I just said it, but I said it anyway. Keep going. Um, so, so all that being said, my, my advice for any relationship always is going to be know what you need in your life by yourself. Nobody else's involvement to make you happy. Figure out what that is. And don't compromise that you need that thing. That could be, I need to watch anime. I need to be able to play video games. Now, again, to some of the extent, right? Like, do you need to play video games for eight hours? Probably not. But, it, you know, you'll figure out whatever it is that you're going to need in order for you to maintain sanity and happiness. And then figure out what you're going to need. You only play like once a week. <laughs> you definitely enjoy them a little bit more. You appreciate them more when you only play a little bit here and there. Um, but you know, it, it's hard to play a game like destiny only here and there. Um, True. but then you also need to figure out from a relationship standpoint, what do you need from this relationship in order to be fulfilled by this relationship and don't compromise on that. So figure out what you need for you individually to be happy. Don't compromise. Figure out what you need from a relationship. Don't compromise. And then all the other stuff, because you just figured out your two needs or your you know two categories of needs, all the other stuff you can negotiate and compromise on with yourself, with your partner, with everything. But those things you can't compromise on. And you'll find that your relationships are more fulfilling. You'll find that within those relationships, that person 
will give you the space that you need in order to do whatever it is that you individually need to be happy. And it will work out a lot more. Um, it was conversations that me and my wife had generally pretty early on in the relationship where I told her like, I play video games. This is what I need in order to maintain sanity, sanity on a weekly basis. I need at least some time to play video games. Now, from when we first started dating and it was like four to six hours of video games a day on the weekends, it's like, all right, well, like an hour or two uh, after work um, if I don't have responsibilities. And now it, you know, it becomes less and less or um, staggered depending on work schedules and stuff like that. But it's it's changed over time, but it hasn't changed from the aspect of this is still what I want and need in order to be fulfilled individually. And even though she clowns on me, she still supports that that's what I need and it works out. 100%. Yeah. I don't know, Frank, if you want to talk to that a little bit, because uh, I feel like we've uh, <laughs> we've had you on the show, and I, and I think I think you've oh. you've you began the discussion <laughs> great, and then uh, it's just been me and Tim bouncing off each other in long. I've just longer been listening rants. to the pre-release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, no, um, so like, I mean, it, that's exactly right. Like, uh, you know, I maybe was not as upfront with my gaming, you know, but you know, whenever we were whenever we were dating, it was more of me going to her house to do things because she's mm-hmm. got a kid, you know? And, um, so, you know, she didn't get to see a ton of my, you know, gaming side or whatever, but as we've gotten you know, married and been together for the last seven or eight years, you know, it's, it's come out more and more or, you know, she, you know, she knows it now. And so she's definitely had to call me out, you know, a couple of times to be like, you know, you are too involved in this or that or this game, or, you know, this community or whatever, you, you need to be here. You know, we're talking, we're doing this thing where, you know, you don't need to be there, you need to be here. And so she's made that pretty clear. And so, like, that's her need. Um, but she's also given me time, you know. And, and like I said, I negotiate for that time. But, you know, she was, you know, whenever I said something about coming on this podcast, she was like, oh, yeah, go for it, you know. And, you know, whenever I went to the land you know, for the winter land, she was like, oh yeah, you know, just, just do it. You know, if that's what you want to do and we've got time and you're not going to be missing anything, go for it. So she's, you know, she's really supportive of it now, but she does check me. <laughs> um, well, she should, right? Cause like, I, I yeah, think, yeah, I think yeah. another reality is this, it's like <clears throat> when you are in a relationship, right? It is the, it is, it is the best when both of you check each other for the, the things that, you know, you could be improved on. And, it's not that oh it's necessarily a bad thing that you're doing the video games but it's like uh what's the priority of 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 needs and things in your life that are important shouldn't have video games on the top just objectively right like it's a thing that's great and awesome but like it it should not be at the top of your list right so i just thought i'd throw that in there cool sorry keep going frank i I don't want to i cut your phone oh um i mean that was (laughs) <clears throat> we just, we talked about a whole bunch. Um, so is that is that mostly it, or is, it, yeah, is there anything else? So. Maybe you, maybe to close off the show is like um, oh, I got I got things because oh. Frank Frank's yeah. here and Frank's old like me and he can yes. figure it out. Frank, what is your uh, have you done a lot of the voice chat stuff and how have you felt about mm. it being an older person and a, yell, a lot younger people being in voice chat because that's uh, the experience that I had for about and then thinking years. about sorry and going even thir- further thinking about like how are you gonna you know thing about parenting in relation to that as well yeah so um with the voice chat uh as far as parenting goes whenever my son was younger you know we didn't 
we didn't really let him do that. We would turn off all the chat functions or stuff like that. But as he's gotten older and he knows how to do it now, he he's fine. Um, and I also just think back to whenever I was a kid and, you know, I was raiding on WoW at you know, midnight or whatever when I wasn't supposed to be on my computer and talking to who knows who knows how old they were. I don't know. But, I, I mean, I had a blast with it. So, you know, I just try to keep that in the back of my mind. Like, he's responsible. I trust him. You know, he's going to be able to handle it. And if he doesn't handle it, then, you know, it can be taken away or moderated, you know. But um, as far as voice chat right now, this release, I, I immediately turned it off. Yes. <laughs> I, I, got, I got into a game. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, voice chat released yesterday. And I was like, oh, okay. And they were like, here's how you turn it off. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> um, wow. But really what it was was I was playing with my brother-in-law. And uh, we were on Discord together, but we were also, whenever I loaded up the game, it was also voice chat. And so it started giving me feedback. <laughs> I was like, whoa, no, no, no. So I just immediately turned it off and I haven't turned it back on. But I did start out playing on the Xbox two years ago when the pandemic started. And I, you know, I was probably like silver or gold at the time. And um, some I got into a random game and I you know had my headset on and I was just listening. My headset had a mic, but I hadn't talked to anybody or whatever. And then all of a sudden I just hear like this tiny little voice being like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And so then, you know, I had to deal with my wife coming in and be like, who are you talking to? And I'd be like, um, it's this kid on the other end. She's like, kid, how old are they? I'm like, I don't know. They sound young. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing so, frank <laughs> yeah, yeah so she, she'd be like um are you okay and i'd be like yeah it's you know we just we played a couple games with him he's pretty good so here we frank, are frank's gonna be on that true crime documentary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's gonna be, she's gonna be like why are they showing our house on the news a little gamer no. file action jeez <laughs> oh, Jeez. No, but it, uh, it, it was it was jarring back then to, to just hear you know the tiny little voice, and I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> it, it was, I it eventually was, just unplugged that mic as well. <laughs> it was a great. I, I played for about 30 minutes of uh, a voice chat when it released, and it was aggressive. The young age that was so unhappy with everything going on in the game, I was just like, nope, I cannot do this. I'm like, I'm probably old enough to be some of these parents, some of these kids' parents. I'm definitely not doing it. And so, yeah, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I, I can't do it because uh, <laughs> I deal with it for six hours a day every single day. So I'm like, I'm good. I've already had whiny, enough whiny teenagers for my day. Um. I already go through p- periods where I just turn off chat completely. You know, I, I don't really engage with trolls very much anymore. I, there was a time when I would try to shout them down, but anymore, I just say, you're being a troll, and I'll just, I'll just tell them, I'm muting you. And then they'll go off for about 10 seconds, and then I'll eventually just mute them, and they're done. There you go. All right, I think, I think we're actually going to kind of come to a close here. Uh, I think... I'm going to be honest. I think we could probably go another hour um, (laughs) where we're at. So um, Frank, I'd like to start by saying thank you so much for being on. Um, Oh, thanks for the invite, man. I think we can easily have a repeat episode, especially I want to hear kind of the discord reaction to this episode and and what people are saying. Cause if, uh, yeah, if we get a chance, I want to have you back on. Uh, It was great. There's a lot of insight that I, uh, I didn't let you say so <laughs> not, not because it wasn't allowed to be said, but I, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty passive person. So it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I noticed that and I, I very much appreciated it, but it also, this is also I why mean, I don't have the voice chat on because I just be not talking. <laughs> 
this is also why Rabs has gotten used to like on podcasts just being like yeah okay so i'm gonna talk now um that's <laughs> that he's had to develop if anything i've developed his skill of, of being able to do that um or maybe yeah that before who knows uh but no thank you so much for being on and i i'm sure uh i i'd regardless of what the the you know the uh the the listeners of the show might think i would like to have you back on for another one and i think there's so much more we can get into whether it's this topic whether it's 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 other topics uh, i'd love to have you back on yeah um yeah uh, t- uh tim thanks for being on um if you thought this was like you know a deep dive episode um uh let's you know we're either gonna be uh uh, it's either gonna be a really good or really bad episode next week it it is and i was gonna make a joke (laughs) and i'm not going to for the sake of not also being not on the true crime podcast um (laughs) as the victim uh so uh look forward to next week uh it will be an interesting show in the best or worst of ways it'll be tim and i and and possibly what um, he better be. I need. I need uh, his. I need his opinions. You know, it's funny because I think Wabbis might have the least amount of opinions on this. Like, I mean, that's not that he doesn't have the opinions, but he'd be like, "Oh, I need to like, you know, I well, need to like look at this." It's gonna tie in. Gonna... Well, it's gonna tie into um, some of the stuff that we talked about in the Tim and Kyle show. Uh, okay, there's, so there's really, what you're exposing and... here is that I only watch. I only listened to the first ten minutes of that. <laughs> <laughs> particular well, it's not gonna tie in, it's me. not gonna tie it directly into like subject matter is not gonna tie in directly but some of the overarching themes mm-hmm. um yeah so so i i think we'll have another planned episode and then yes we'll be back to our usual shenanigans of esports and you know whatever whatever rocket league topics of the days in in two weeks from now uh but anyway with that i'd like to also thank our patrons uh, special shout outs to our Rockal Tier patrons of Osmus, Sea of the Base, Paint, Olds, Moose, Clorox, Raz, and Space Bear. Y'all are awesome. Also, all our patrons who are listening to our shows, and uh, thank you so much for doing so. You still have not told me whether or not we you want me to release the uh, cursor clip, um, as it's now dubbed, of, of him saying something heinous or not heinous. I still haven't listened to it, uh, but I do have it recorded on the backup thing. So if you ever want that <laughs> released, uh, yeah, realize, did you hear about this? No, oh, sorry, Tim. No. Tim. Tim. Sorry. No, I, I was like, wait, who? Um, who? 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 Uh, no, I don't. I don't know what's going on with the the curse. Okay, script. so whatever it is, you should show... just release it. Like, what, I mean, we doing? no, but the patrons are supposed to vote on it, and then we never got a vote. <laughs> you think uh, patrons pay attention? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I actually I thought think... about saying something, and then I just forgot about it. At patrons, so what's should, your context? Uh, cursor. Oh, so they were talking and Zero had to step away. And so then Cursor and Wabs, I think, were talking about something while he was gone. And then he came back and he's like, so what are y'all talking about? And they were like, we can't tell you. (laughs) And I haven't listened back because I think it's funnier that way. Um, So anyway, yeah, patrons, let me know. I've thrown it into the uh, Patreon announcements. Um, Anyway, with that, uh, thank you all for listening. Your homework for the week, should you choose accepted? is to negotiate within relationships in a respectful manner. Um, you have to be courageous, but you also have to be willing to uh, you know, take on your own responsibilities. That is your homework. I will see how it goes. It's tough. It's not easy. Um, and people are difficult when it comes to figuring that stuff out. So you have to be able to manage that. Uh, <laughs> my name is Lazero. I'm joined by Frank and Tim. Have a great week, everyone. Peace.